0: Well, hello, and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman Home,
1: and I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and WhatToWatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week, starting Friday the 20th of January, 2023, including All Four's new sitcom Everyone Else Burns, starring Simon Bird and the post-apocalyptic video game spin-off, The Last of Us, on Now TV.
0: We'll also be returning to Abbey Grove School for more bad education, courtesy of BBC3, and checking up on the sex lives of college girls on ITVX. But first, Ian, tell me what is in the news?
1: Locked In is a Netflix thriller about a twisted affair and a shocking murder and it will star Famke Janssen as the troubled Catherine who locks horns with her new daughter-in-law, Lena, played by Rose Williams. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: Well, in Apple TV Plus's heist drama, the instigators Matt Damon and Casey Affleck will team up to play a pair of thieves who are forced to go on the run when a robbery goes badly wrong.
1: There's a slight education theme to this week's uh, podcast. But first up... We've got a brand new sitcom arriving on all four and Channel 4 on Monday the 23rd of January. It's called Everyone Else Burns and here's a clip.
0: Pack your things, Aaron. The end time is here.
1: Finally. Cover your mouth when you yawn. That's how the devil gets in. I'm here to pay the bills so my family can serve God. Straight A's. Five out of five for effort. Where did we go wrong?
0: You guys ever just have fun. (laughs) Yeah! Would you like to talk to me about God? So this one
1: stars Mr. Simon Bird, who we all know uh, from his roles as a swatty schoolboy in The Inbetweeners and a dutiful son in Friday Night Dinner. Well, would you believe he's now nearly 40? And finally, Simon is getting to play a dad in this new series. It's a six parter. It's set in Manchester and it's all about the Lewis family. He is the dad called David, and they belong to this puritanical Christian sect that puts them at odds with modern life. And I'm pleased to say it is very funny. I absolutely loved it. It's by a couple of writers I hadn't heard of before, and they've done a great job. It's really good. So David is preoccupied with, well, preparing his family for the coming end of days. (laughs) They even do apocalypse rehearsals during the night um his wife fiona who's played by kato flynn she decides to set up her own business she gets help from the neighbor melissa who's played by the wonderful morgana robinson then their daughter rachel who's played by amy james kelly she gets sent out doing sort of door-to-door preaching and handing out leaflets but she longs for a less restricted existence and her younger brother Aaron who's played by Harry Connor he actually wants the end of days to arrive but meanwhile he paints these really violent pictures of his father although the backdrop is this I suppose it's a bit like a sort of Jehovah's Witness type faith and David has this great rival within the church who you know he's hoping he'll get made an elder ahead of this other guy it's really a classic family sitcom and, and and just about kind of not really fitting in with the modern world and I have to say I found it very very funny from start to finish so I do recommend it um what did you think of this one Hannah?
0: It's so funny isn't it although I kind of I feel really old that Simon Bird is able to play a proper grown-up like you said Makes me feel really quite old. I think it's really funny. I think the, idea, the the premise of this is kind of when we discuss it, I don't think we'll do it justice because it sounds kind of a bit. Oh gosh, it's a bit crazy. There's this kind of very religious family that are trying to preach and the door-to-door knocking, and it just doesn't kind of um, sound like the best thing to watch. But it, but it is because the script is so funny. I think the way that the that they all work together, they just gel. But also, I think it's the underlying message of it all, which is essentially that this guy is just really freaked out by modern society, losing himself in religion and trying to keep control of his family, particularly his children, who are growing up in this century where phones and social media are taking over. So I think there's kind of like this underlying theme that lots of people will relate to. But essentially, this, this will have you belly laughing, I think
1: agreed even simon bird's haircut is hilarious (laughs) next up something rather different over on sky atlantic and now tv which actually arrived on monday the 16th of january it's a new series called the last of us and here is a clip why are you so important somewhere out west they're working on a cure i think what really impressed them was the fact that i didn't turn into a monster
0: she so much as twitches. Don't. So this is based on um the PlayStation game, The Last Boss. Obviously, I know that well. I'm joking, I just um I, I don't really play the PlayStation, but I am told that when this was a game, it was kind of widely thought that actually this would transfer to the screen and, and would lend itself to this kind of live action adaptation, which of course is exactly what's happened. So the game's creator Neil Druckmann has teamed up with Chernobyl writer Craig Mazin to bring this to the screen. And um to be honest with you, um I started to watch it probably wrongly um with a a child in the room. <laughs> She's all started to hear the music and you kind of realize actually it's really quite creepy. It's got some real strength to it. The music is is kind of powerful and it's um it's quite creepy in places um it stars the Mandalorians Pedro Pascal as Joel, and it also stars the Game of Thrones um, Bella ramsey as Ellie so you know a good a good cast here and um it's set in this kind of um apocalyptic world, and there's this mutated fungus and it turns humans into into cannibals and actually weirdly the fungus it takes a while to get to that point it isn't as scary as you think it is but I say the music and everything around it sort of it's quite jumpy I think it's a little bit slow but I don't know if you'd agree with that Ian uh, I, I, it's not for me as in I it's not something that I would kind of I didn't know the game previously I've watched I can see why it's a job I can see why it was so good to kind of transfer to, to 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 TV, I guess, to the TV screen. But and, and as I say, it's got a good cast and a good storyline. But it, I I just kind of find these things quite hard to kind of relate to. But if you want something that makes you quite creeped out, quite jumpy, then this is it.
1: I thought it was very good. Uh, I'm not a gamer like you, but as we know, bringing video games to the screen as films or TV series. It's notoriously uh, dangerous occupation, but this works really well. I didn't know anything about the game when I started watching it. So episode one sort of spans three different times. So it starts in the sixties. You've got John Hanna, who is on TV explaining that if we're, if we're worried about pandemics, this is in the 1960s, he's doing this. What we really should be worried about is sort of fungi taking us over. And everyone thinks he's, you know, what's he talking about? Then we fast forward a few decades to meet Joel, who's a construction worker. He has a daughter and a brother. And for me, this is this is the really exciting part of episode one. There's a good slow build-up to the fact that something something is not right. Something's going on. All the emergency services are out and yeah this basically this fungus has infected some people and it does ter- effectively it turns them into zombies really it's kind of like a zombie film but it's really exciting and terrifying these zombies yeah they eat human flesh and they can move really fast but they can't really control their bodies they keep kind of crashing into things and falling over so that bit is terrific. I kind of wish that had gone for a bit long, but then it, f- it fast forwards another 20 years and we're in this post-apocalyptic world, which is sort of run by a military dictatorship. Everyone's under curfew. Um, there's like a forbidden zone that you're not allowed to go into in case you get infected. And Joel is, he's basically trying to raise enough money to get a truck so that he can go and search for his brother who has kind of gone missing um and in the meantime he he is teamed up with this teenager who we don't know quite why but she's very special and he needs to transport her across America because she could be the savior so yeah I mean if you like sort of post-apocalyptic type stuff and zombie stuff this is going to be right up your street i think it's really well done i think that the characters are really well drawn and very believable especially the teenager is brilliantly played she's so natural so um yeah highly recommended even if you don't like those genres i think there's plenty to enjoy in this now we've got to the education themed second part of the podcast uh hannah with it. It's a couple of returning shows. The first one, coming to ITVX on Thursday, January the 19th. It's season two of The Sex Lives of College Girls.
0: Wait, hey, hi. hi! How's was your Thanksgiving? Hey! hey. Welcome back! Omega Pie is hosting a huge Winter Underland party. This is going to be one of the best days of I've never seen this many hot shirtless men in one place. I know I'm taking screenshots, but with my brain for later.
1: Well, I'll admit I hadn't seen season one, Hannah. So I was quite excited when uh, I put my name down to preview this one. It wasn't quite what I expected. So it's set in kind of an Ivy League college in America. It's a 10 episode second season. And it's following the lives of these four friends who one's kind of sporty one is um gay but she's kind of in the closet uh, then there's another one who's very kind of geeky and in the previous series basically they'd kind of informed on some of the guys at the college who were cheating so we're coming back after Thanksgiving they're all coming back to this beautiful college um but they're sort of persona non grata now because of what happened and in episode one I mean I'll tell you what college life in the states looks pretty good <laughs> they have great parties so they take part in this it's called, it's called the snow run where you're supposed to kind of run through the snow in in your underwear and then you go to a really rocking party at a frat house so um yeah that's episode one one of the girls is comes up with the idea of putting together an all-female comedy group they're having to deal with the fact that um you know that basically they can't get to get to any parties anymore because they've just been sent to Coventry by everyone else so clearly it's not really aimed at me I, I thought it was um yeah I thought it was okay it was entertaining enough it's it's pretty fluffy stuff but um yeah, a decent kind of comedy drama, I thought. I mean, it might might be more up your street. I don't know. Hannah, what did you think?
0: Fluffy, you say? Yes. <laughs> um, do you know what? It's funny. I had not the same as you not seen the first series. And so you kind of have a bit of a quick catch up. And yes, it, it, I think it probably is aimed more at, you know, me. But even so, I, I didn't absolutely love it. It didn't capture me completely. I mean, I think there are lots of strands to it and it tries to be a bit more complex and just the very obvious um, uh, that, that you'd expect. And, and I suppose the journey of the different girls is relatively interesting. It, it's quite funny in places. But I think this particular genre is... It, there's a lot that's very good and so you have to be really really good for you to go yeah absolutely love that So I, i'm not convinced it's something that's going to go down in history as you know when you've got your friends over and saying you, you really have got to watch that i think it's entertaining it's light entertainment it, it does appeal to me but you know is it is it going to go down in history i don't think so okay
1: and you may possibly be saying something similar about our next offering hannah which is on BBC iPlayer. It returned on Sunday, the 15th of January. It's bad education. And here's a clip.
0: Saying I'm dyslexic? My spelling is on point, bro. You must put some R-E-C-P-T-E-T-E on my name. <laughs> you guys, I was on Woucher last night because I'm so skipped. And I found this hip-hop yoga class called Namastizzle. And I was thinking... A jinx. Is that a yoga class or a hate crime? Yeah. So this is returning for its fourth series on BBC Three. And this is something that I did watch. I didn't have to catch up on. I have watched and I really did quite enjoy it. Although I do know that the critics had a bit of a field day and felt that it was kind of a bit of a the Jack Whitehall show. And he, he was very involved with the script, if not wrote right, most of it. And, and, and I, I kind of get that. But if you like, like Jack Whitehall, that's not such a problem. And I think I just kind of accepted that and it was funny and it, it was all about him. But of course, in the last series, um, Jack Whitehall's part left. You know, he played teacher Alfie Wickers and he was a bit of a, he was just a bit of a woolly, really. I mean, he just got, he he was very immature. He's absolutely not the teacher that you'd like your children to have. He was he was just, just catastrophically silly at times. And... Um, the school is in kind of has been in some kind of state for a quite a while now abbey grove school is going to continue even though sort of him and various other cast members have gone it it really is no closer to passing an ofsted inspection let's be clear about that it's still in complete um a complete state uh but the students there's a new head uh and miss hoban played by vicky Pepperdine. i think if you liked what you liked before this this is just a doesn't jar it's just different expect it to be different and it it is funny Um, it's just got a really different tone and and I suppose there's more equality in who gets to speak this time and and, and who it focuses on so you know she started at the school this head um, she Absolutely wants to change the you know the direction of the school, make it better, um, and she wants to get rid of a department. So you know she, she's looking at budgets I said, I suppose it's all relatable. If you're a teacher, you like kind of understand this, I guess to a degree. Um, and the PE um, department is in her firing line. It 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 is funny, as I say. I I mean, kind of, I I look back at the time and there were so many people criticizing bad education and i actually did really quite enjoy it once you got over the hurdle that's all about jack whitehall this is just very different but i think it's equally as entertaining it's 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 just as funny and um, it's just a bit different did did you enjoy it in or did, were you not a fan of it originally well
1: i was a bit invested in bad education because i did go on set to interview jack whitehall oh. and i did like it i know it wasn't absolutely brilliant but I found him funny in that role I do think he's mm. a great actor he's still involved in the production I think he's an executive producer and his it's his mate from school Freddie Cyborn, is is still on board as well um Matthew Horn is still in the cast but he's no longer the head he now works in the canteen uh, and as you say Vicky Peppertine. I mean she's always great she's a new addition so what I would say is I actually think the portrayal of the school kids and particularly the way they speak is much more convincing um in in this incarnation of the series and in episode one there's quite a funny sequence so there are these two former pupils who've become teachers one's a drama teacher and one's the PE teacher and the drama teacher puts on this this sort of play during assembly which It reminded me a bit of the kind of legs akimbo theatre company from the League of Gentlemen. It was trying to sort of put across a serious issue, but (laughs) getting it, uh, well, it was just really excruciatingly awful, but yet funny. So, yeah, it's not trying to change the world. A a bit like Sex Lives of College Girls, I think it will really appeal to the demographic it's aimed at. It's not an absolute classic piece of comedy, but... But it, there's plenty in it that is entertaining. So, yeah, I think, if you, you know, if you did like the Jack Whitehall incarnation, why not give this a try? Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what the heck you've been binging on this week. So can you reveal your choices?
0: <laughs> I know you're desperate to know. So we'll start with Emily in Paris, which I've been really enjoying. I watched it um, originally, but... I like to watch these things again. And also, which I haven't watched before, The Summer I Turned Pretty. And I'm invested in that because my daughter tells me it's absolutely brilliant and I need to check that it's suitable. How about you?
1: Well, of course, Junior Bake Off. I love Potters. Great pottery throw down as well. But on Netflix, I've got a recommendation, a new documentary I caught Uh, called The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker, which is a remarkable tale of this drifter, kind of surfer dude, who was an accidental hero when he intervened when a woman was being assaulted on the highway. And how that story plays out, he becomes a big media star, he appears on primetime TV, everyone wants to know him. Uh, people want to give him his own TV show, how that plays out is very, very interesting. Uh, But I won't say any more. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to what we'll be talking about next week, Hannah. So what's on the menu?
0: Well, we follow the adventures of a London ghost hunting agency staffed by brave teens in Lockwood and co on Netflix. Do you know what? I absolutely love things like that.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You might love this as well. A young girl struggles to unleash her superpower potential in the new Disney Plus series, Extraordinary, featuring the woman I just did a bad impression of, Derry Girls actor and Pottery Throwdown presenter, Siobhan McSweeney. So we look forward to those and more. But in the meantime... watching.